0: Today's show is sponsored by the Dog Cancer Survival Guide, the best-selling book that helps you help your dog with cancer. Join the companion private support group at dogcancersupport.com and get the email newsletter at dogcancernews.com.
1: The chemotherapy is certainly a big concern because those are you know, don't have just minor uh, side effects or whatever. If if a drug goes out and and an animal is able to ingest it from the environment, that's certainly a a big concern with the chemotherapies. But all the other drugs are not very particularly useful either. I mean, there's antidepressants being found in water sources and things like that. I just definitely don't need to have all that secondary exposure.
2: Welcome to Dog Cancer Answers, where we help you help your dog with cancer. Here's your host, James Jacobson.
0: Hello, friend. Now, I don't know about you, but I have a couple of little bottles of dog medication that I no longer need, but just don't know what to do with. And to clear up that mystery, we are joined by our medical editor and practicing veterinarian, Dr. Nancy Reese. Dr. Nancy also has a master's degree and a PhD. So when it comes to pets and medications, she knows her stuff. Dr. Nancy, thanks so much for being with us again today.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Today, we're gonna to talk about leftovers, and I don't mean what's leftover in the fridge after a big meal. I'm talking about leftover medications after perhaps your dog dies, or the course of treatment, you know, you you got more than you needed and the, and the disease is gone. What should people do with those leftover medications that cost a lot of money?
1: Well, I certainly like this second scenario better, that the dog no longer needs the medication, so you have some leftover. Mm-hmm. That's always a, a better better situation.
0: Those blue bottles, that means veterinarian, basically. Is that the difference so someone can determine those plastic pill dispensing bottles? Those are, is that the color that vets use?
1: Actually, the the bottles will come in uh, all different colors and there's no specific. So we have (laughs) pink, green, red, gold. I think those are the the big ones, but yeah, I think it depends on what company you order from.
0: Okay. Okay. I thought there'd be, oh, there's a secret decoding ring. There isn't. Okay. So, but what do you do with the leftovers, regardless of of why you no longer need them? What's, what's the best course to do?
1: So that's actually, I'm glad you asked that question in a way because To me, it starts to become even an environmental issue. In the past, I mean, they used to say, you know, open your bottle, pour it down the toilet, and flush it. And we all thought, great, that's, you know, bye-bye pills, everything's good. And then now they can find, I mean, traces of so many drugs in the water system and in the soil and things like that, that it's just able to leach out. So um, certainly flushing is not the the way to go.
0: It seems like such a primitive, you know, one day people did what? I mean, (laughs) it's like the old commercials where doctors were, were doing commercials for cigarettes. So the idea of like, just open it up and throw it down your toilet just seems so barbaric. But that had been the advice for a long time.
1: Right, right. And that, so certainly that is no longer recommended. Um, although I still hear people doing that anyhow, because it, there's not like a public information campaign to get out there saying, don't flush your drugs down the toilet, but maybe we should, maybe we should make one of those.
0: And people, especially like with oral chemotherapy products, that that can be pretty bad.
1: Right. The, the chemotherapy is certainly a big concern because those are, you know, don't have just minor side effects or whatever. If, if a drug goes out and, it, and an animal is able to ingest it from the environment, that's certainly a big concern with the chemotherapies. But all the other drugs are not very particularly useful either. I mean, there's antidepressants being found in water sources and things like that. I just definitely don't need to have all that secondary exposure.
0: Okay. So, what do you do?
1: Probably the, the safest, best thing to do. Um, Most counties, at least, and even I'm I'm in a pretty rural county, so if we have it, I assume that everybody has it. There are a couple times a year they will put uh, some drug take-back programs. Hmm. So there are places that you can go. Ours is often at one of the county administrative centers or outside the police department things. They will have bins outside, and you can take your medication, human or animal or anything, and drop it off there. And it's monitored by law enforcement, at least around here. And that's not to, they don't check your name. They don't check the drugs. They don't do any screening. I think it's just there. So somebody doesn't come along and try to steal the drugs.
0: Yeah. Ooh, what have we got in here?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, so I love those programs because I will just save my expired or not used medications. I'll put them in a, a big thing in a childproof container and away from uh, anybody with big X's all over it. So that Everybody can see this is not to be taken and then take it to one of those drug take back programs. So that's the safest way because they're going to be disposed of in a manner that hopefully doesn't start to get into our environment. However, again, and I always refer to my rural county, because of the cost of medications and the likelihood that people have more than one animal, if somebody calls and say, what do I do with this medication? Depending on what it is, I will recommend that you hold on to it. Again, keep it in a childproof container away from somewhere else. But if it's something like an anti-inflammatory where if your next dog gets hurt, you might want to have something on hand. The biggest caveat to that is you need to call if you're thinking of using that medication because it may not be appropriate for that next animal because of its condition or another medication that's on or even the breed or species of the animal. Those things are huge. But I We'll admit that we have people keep medications so that if they have an emergency and we can't see them and we know they have something that might tide them over until they can get in, we will give them an appropriate dose of that medication by phone.
0: You just happen to have this on it. And what about the expiration date? Because sometimes, you know, there's a pretty tight expiration date, at least with many of the veterinary drugs that I've seen that are, you know, redispensed by veterinarians, but they have a tighter expiration date. Would you even think of using a drug past its expiration date?
1: Legally, you know, the expiration date, it means, okay, get rid of it. You can't use it anymore. Mm -hmm. Practically, I have used plenty of expired (laughs) medications on myself and maybe even in my own pets, Mm -hmm. depending, again, on the type of expiration date and also the condition that I'm thinking of treating. So there's some companies might put an automatic expiration date of three months from dispensing and it really doesn't reflect the actual longevity of the medication so there's you know like some veterinary programs could potentially just spit out a expiration date of one year from the date that it was prescribed
0: and when you say programs you mean like the software that's used in the clinics yes. that they use to label that so even though because of vet, you get a large unit of hundreds of pills and then you count out 30 yes And then the program, the software that is used to label that may just say, oh, it expires in X number of days when, in fact, that's not really what's on the bigger container.
1: Exactly. So it depends on the type of medication and what even the form that it's in. Like a liquid medication Mm -hmm. likely may expire before a capsule Mm -hmm. or a pill. Mm -hmm. But it's like some places have a policy that we're going to put a one-month expiration regardless of when the pill actually, quote, goes bad. But yes, and if I was treating something minor, if, you know, we're thinking it's a little injury that might need a non-steroid anti-inflammatory, and we're not trying to talk about bone cancer or something that's extremely painful, I might have somebody actually give an expired form that they have at home. Again, if we know the right dose, the other medications the animal's on, and we can't get them a fresh supply anyhow. So it really depends on the condition that might be treated and other competing things with the animal. But yes, I, I, in all honesty, I've used expired drugs. I won't prescribe an expired drug to a patient, but in my own household, I've certainly used them.
0: Is there, I mean, when one talks about drugs in general, they think of safety and efficacy. So expiration dates, does that mainly apply to the efficacy? In other words, it's not potentially not as effective, but does it increase the safety risks?
1: The majority of it is efficacy. So the the drug might not be as potent, but rarely it's going to be a safety issue. Oh, it
0: expired and it's going to kill you now. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) In terms of like donating it to a vet clinic or a shelter, what are your thoughts?
1: So that's that's, again, a touchy subject um, because there's probably what is on the books as what is required to do versus what is humane and things. So a shelter, having some of these things on hand uh, or, you know, for low income things, again, especially with non-expired drugs. But the biggest problem is that technically when something leaves a veterinary office, even in some cases, if it isn't opened, we can't take it back because of the risk of some kind of tampering mm-hmm. with the medication. So that's, And that's really tough to have people say, you know what, I don't want this anymore, or I use one pill and I don't want it anymore. It makes it a really tough challenge because we have to tell them we, we legally can't take that back. Um, but there, you, know, you may check with some of the organizations in your areas to what their policies are on that. We certainly had to get more strict with that in, quote, the old days We used to take all sorts of medications back because we could reuse them for, again, you know, a charity case or, you know, some of the shelter cases and things like that.
0: We're going to take a short break here, but we will be right back. And now a message from
3: your dog. Every day with you is like a day at the beach. And I want as many beach days as possible. I want to run and sniff and find a good stick to carry. I want to roll in the grass and warm my belly in the sun. I want to walk with you, run with you, sleep with you, eat with you. And when I eat with you, I want ever, pup. The green grassy beef liver spiked smell wakes my senses. You may not realize this, but it tastes like homemade gravy, especially when you wet it. It infuses any food you give me with health and life and vibrancy. I can feel it. Everpup traveling to every cell in my body, nourishing each one. Does it roll back time? Of course not. Not really. But it helps me feel like I'm on top of the world. I'm so glad you're giving it to me every day. Because every day I'm so glad to be with you. I'm so grateful to be your dog. And for the EverPup you give me. So now that you know what your dog wants, get EverPup, the ultimate dog supplement.
0: which I've used with my own dog, Kanga, when she was diagnosed with cancer, is how to analyze the options and develop a specific plan for your own dog based on your dog's type of cancer and your dog's age, your financial budget, as well as your personality. You can get the Dog Cancer Survival Guide wherever books are sold, but if you get it direct from the publisher, you will save 10% when you use the offer code, especially for listeners of this podcast. Just go to dogcancerbook.com and when you check out, use the promo code podcast and you will save 10%. The website again, dogcancerbook.com and use the promo code podcast to save 10%. We are back with Dr. Nancy Reese discussing what to do with leftover medications. Before the break, you mentioned a little bit about drug take-back programs and that they're guarded by the police in your area. So how do you find out about those?
1: That's that's always an issue because it, in my area, we well, sometimes I'll see either little flyers posted mm-hmm. somewhere or on some things like um, social media sites like uh, Nextdoor. I don't know if people have that, mm-hmm. but there's different neighborhood area things where they might post something like that, but it would be nicer if they had a more widespread announcement of that.
0: There's no national clearinghouse. There's an opportunity for someone to build a website, national clearinghouse, where you can just type in your zip code or wherever you live and and find out. So if you can't get to or know about one of those take back programs and you do have some oral chemotherapy products and you no longer need them because you no longer need them, can you put them in the mail? What What do you do? Because these seem like particularly difficult things to get rid of.
1: Depending on where you got it from, most veterinarians should be able to take that back because we do have companies that will take our drugs and incinerate them or whatever it is they do with them. But we do have special containers that we will put particularly chemotherapy things in. So you put the whole vial. And if it's, in, like if it's an injectable product, mm. we'll put the whole syringe and all the tubing and all the gloves and everything in one of those special containers that then allow for proper disposal. So you can get rid of those. Mm-hmm. You know, Again, that's definitely not the type of drugs we want out in the environment.
0: So most vets obviously have a way to dispense with biological <laughs> waste. And yes. so And these drugs would be considered part of that. So you could hopefully, I mean, you bought it from the vet, they should be able to take it back at least dispose of it. Yeah. Dr. Nancy, this has been very helpful. Thank you for being with us today.
1: Well, I hope it provided some information for people and hope they never need any of this advice.
0: And thank you, listener, for hitting that play button today. So the moral of the story with leftover medication is don't flush them down the toilet, but instead look for drug take-back programs in your area so that you can safely dispose of those meds. You may also be able to dispose of some drugs like oral chemotherapy pills at your veterinarian's office. And if you've hung on to some extra meds, always call your veterinarian before giving them to another pet just to be sure that they are safe to use and that you're giving the correct dosage. To learn more about various cancer medications, visit our website, at DogCancer.com. You can also subscribe to our newsletter at DogCancerNews.com. Dog Cancer News comes out three times a week. It's a great newsletter and has all kinds of information related to dog cancer. And it's free. Just sign up at DogCancerNews.com. That is all for today. I'm James Jacobson. And from all of us here at Dog Podcast Network, I'd like to wish you and your dog A very warm aloha.
2: Thank you for listening to Dog Cancer Answers. If you'd like to connect, please visit our website at dogcanceranswers.com or call our listener line at 808-868-3200.